All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual competing at the PFL first Bellator event, which transpires on February the 24th, and a very high-profile fight set to go down as Impa Kasonganai, who represents the PFL side, takes on Johnny Eblen, who represents the Bellator side, and great having Johnny on the show. How's your day going so far, man? Good, man. I uh, just got done sparring, and I'm sitting outside my new house by my, by my pool, trying to get some sun but it's cloudy today um life's good man can't complain yeah it seems like you're in a good place with everything i saw you had that tweet where you were saying about the tax bracket how it's kind of a good thing but it's also a bummer because that kind of brings additional taxation but yeah i guess there's pros and cons right oh my god don't even get me started (laughs) fucking taxes suck yeah, just, uh, yeah, breaking new tax brackets is, you know, it's fun, but it also kind of sucks because those, uh, those quarterly taxes, what you got to pay is just like, it gets ridiculous. Yeah, I can only imagine. And I know you're quite the, you know, connoisseur of nicknames, as some have described you as before. Are we still sticking with pressure or do we have a different one at this point? No, this, this fight, we're going to do Johnny Pressure. We're going to probably stick to this one for a little bit. Until, you know, stuff changes in my life and, and I'll uh, change my nickname accordingly. No, it's fun, man. I mean, it keeps people on their toes. They're always checking out what the latest nickname is. But in terms of people, you know, keeping tabs on you towards the end of last year, it seemed like a lot of people were kind of wondering what would end up happening to you in a certain sense. I mean, I think people knew you'd end up somewhere, but just with Don Davis towards like the later part of the fall there, kind of encroaching towards the end of the year, talking about how yourself and Patchy Mix wouldn't even feature on this card due to the lack of representation of Bantamweight and Middleweight. And I saw you had a tweet around December talking about how your biggest fear is being inactive in your prime years. Like when did you get some form of locked in confirmation as to what your next fight would be and all? Um Honestly, it wasn't too long ago. There was just kind of talk of like, hey, they're, they're going to do a fight in Saudi, but it's supposed to be a champ versus champ. But I was like, well, there's no middleweight champ in PFL, so I don't know who they match up match me up with. But then I remember like, oh, I know Nimkov's not cutting to 205 anymore. He's going to heavyweight. So, And I know Impa's technically a 85er that fought up a weight class. So, you know, if they're willing to do it and go out on a limb and make this fight happen, this would make, this would make sense. So I was, it was kind of all speculation though. I wasn't sure if anything, I thought I was going to fight Derek Brunson. Um, it wasn't a champ versus champ, but I assumed they were going to have like a, a main card and undercard. So I'm sure they could have fit me on a main card spot, you know, that it's not a champ versus champ bout, but it's a PFL versus Bellator bout. So, I kind of foresaw something happening uh, with Saudi in, in February. Just didn't know the date, didn't know the exact location, didn't know exactly who I was fighting. And then, you know, it kind of all transpired into working out. And uh, I got Impa February 24th in Saudi Arabia. So looking forward to it. And I don't even know if you're necessarily thinking of it like this, but I mean, fighting a guy who has accolades in PFL as a light heavyweight. I think a lot of people talk about you as being the number one middleweight in the sport, understandably. But how much would a win over a guy like this serve to, I guess, create more discourse around where you're at pound for pound? I mean, there already is some, but, like, how much could it serve to get a win over a 205-pound champion also? I think it'd be good, man. It's just, it's a solid win. Um, 
as long as I stay active and I, I continue to win and win in dominant fashion, I'm always going to be in the talk of it, you know? And that's kind of my plan is just to continue to get better, continue to increase my probabilities of winning regardless of the opponent and, you know, fighting any challenge that comes my way and, and taking it head on. Yeah, it seems like you have a lot of great options in a certain sense. I mean, you talked about the Derek Brunson fight as being a possibility. I feel like I've seen the idea of Aaron Jeffrey being someone who vies for your Bellator middleweight title and everything like that. So it seems like you have options for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's 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 a good uh, – I'm in a good space right now because um, I now I understand what PFL is going to do with the landscape that they have they actually gave us like kind of a structure of it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can see how I fit into this and how I can get these fights and how we can make, make these fights happen, you know, at a relatively good time. Um, but you know, during the initial acquisition, there was no game plan. I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know they're completely dissolve Bellator and just make it all PFL and do only tournaments. And, you know, it, there was just a lot of questions, but I think the plan that they put forth, you know, really benefits me uh, specifically. Yeah, like in the sense of, you know, concurrently being a fixture in that PFL super fight division while actively also defending the Bellator title. Exactly. It did. Like for a guy like me, it works out really well, but maybe not for a guy that's not a champion that's just, you know, in the Bellator roster that happened to, you know, get their contract bought and not get cut because they're good enough. Um, they might be in limbo mode right now. Like, okay, well, Bellator, I think they're, they're only having eight eight uh shows like pfl's gonna only have eight bellator shows and most of them are gonna be international you know that, that's kind of tough you know you might have guys only fight one time this coming year or this this year yeah for sure i mean still certain clarity for some people that could definitely ramp up a bit but i guess just in terms of like the x's and o's of this impa kasanga and i fight like it seems like you have you know good praise for his boxing ability and his aptitude for getting up after being taken down like what would you say some of his other you know skill sets are or just some of the facets of his skill set rather that especially stand out to you uh he's durable and he has pretty good cardio he knows how to pace himself as well um and he's a good athlete man he can move well um decently explosive um but i i think i'm better than him in every every way so i think i'm going to show that February 24th, you know, I'm going to go out there and, and really showcase why I'm better than him in every facet of the game. Yeah, I get what you're saying in that sort of sense. And yeah, just a yeah curious landscape for just where everyone's at now and everything with PFL and Bellator and assuredly have some questions in that space more so. But I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts on the recent DDP Strickland fight. It seemed like you thought that perhaps Sean Strickland should have retained the title there. I guess I'm curious to have you expound upon your thoughts on that middleweight title matchup in the UFC that recently transpired. Yeah, I thought Sean won the fight. I thought he won round one, two, and five. I just think optically, though, DDP looked better in some senses in some of the rounds, so that's why I think he got the nod on some of the judges' scorecards. And even, like, you know, some people watching the fight. But I thought Sean landed the cleaner shots, um, did more damage, um, but I just feel like, you know, optically, DDP was, like, a little bit more aggressive in some sense and, like, moving forward more 
so I could see how guys thought, not guys, but how, how people thought um, DDP won the fight. Yeah, and I guess just talking about the specific work you've been able to get. I mean, American Top Team, always one of the elite spaces. And I imagine this is the case for quite a few fight cards, just with other compatriots being on the event. But just how is it feeling heading into an event of this magnitude? A lot of like champ versus champ kind of fights, like Henan Ferreira, for instance, readying for his big fight with Brian Bader. Like, what's the atmosphere heading into this PFL versus Bellator card for ATT? I imagine it's good. The classic iron sharpens iron cliche and all. Yeah, of course, man. It's 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 uh, amazing. Honestly, it's pretty standard at ATT. There's always big fights going on every year, big big cards, and uh, it's it's pretty much a constant at American Top Team. So it's it's business as usual. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on ATT compatriot Kayla Harrison, not only going to UFC for that UFC 300 fight, but also navigating that drop to 135. I think the confluence of those two things are getting people talking for sure. Yeah, I think Kayla's a very disciplined individual and she's going to find a way to make it happen. And uh, when she commits to something and, and she puts her mind to it, she'll, she'll make it happen. Um, I feel like a lot of people just, you know, expressing their thoughts and they don't really mean much because they don't really know her and I know her pretty well and you know I think she's going to do everything she can to, to make the weight and to put on a good performance and uh, really showcase her skills in the UFC I'm very excited for her. I'm actually very happy for her as well um, I can't wait uh, to watch that fight yeah, for sure. And I guess one other thing while I had you, I, I don't want to misconstrue anything, but you mentioned Nemkov vacating the Bellator light heavyweight title. It seemed like you were maybe intimating some level of interest in competing for that vacant title at some point. Is that the case or more sticking to 185, you'd say? Um, yeah, that's definitely a, a thing that crosses my mind that, you know, I possibly could do in the future. Um, definitely gets me more in the pound for pound talks. Definitely just it's me more into like goat talk. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's what I'm here to do is to kind of be one of the best to ever do it. And, you know, moving weight classes, getting multiple belts and, and taking on new challenges is a part of that. So, you know, I really, I really think as long as the money makes sense and the, the timing makes sense, I think we could possibly see that happen. Yeah, and we've been talking about, like, the new tax bracket earlier and stuff like that. I mean, this seems like a big card. It seems like Riyadh season has been getting a lot of people talking about some of the bigger purses. Are we all good in that kind of sense? I imagine you're making a good amount of money for this one and satisfied in that sense, just as you're talking about, you know, all that. Oh, yeah, of course. They're they're paying me what I'm, what I'm contractually obliged to get paid. So everything's working out uh, according to plan. Um... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm ready to fight this motherfucker and get a paycheck. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously, very focused on this fight, and that's the paramount focus. But we were talking about names like Derek Brunson and Aaron Jeffrey. Like, are you even thinking about what could be representative of an ideal next step? Or is it just like myopically locked into this one for the obvious reasons? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more just locked in on this one. We'll see what happens after this fight, um, what they put in front of me. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm up for any challenge, and 
whatever opportunity presents itself, I'll, I'll uh, take it head on. Yeah, no, for sure, man. It's been great getting to talk to you ahead of this fight and appreciate you making the time. But I'm curious if maybe there's something we didn't get to touch on or anything that would represent a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're kind of wrapping up, Johnny. Uh, no, man. Uh, great interview, good questions, and I uh, appreciate your time. Yeah, no, for sure. It's been fun getting to talk to you. I've spoken to you at like a few Bellator media days in the past and just seems like you show that incremental growth each new time I get to talk to you. So to that point, excited to, you know, see that next permutation on February 24th and a great opponent in Impa Kasonga and I. So again, to reiterate, thanks so much for the time, Johnny, and just have a good rest of your day and looking forward to peeping this one when it goes down. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, take care and uh, uh, appreciate the nice words. All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who's very prominently featured at PFL vs. Bellator, which is going down on February the 24th, and a very attention-grabbing middleweight attraction as Bellator's middleweight champion Johnny Eblen steps out with Impa Kasonga and I, PFL light heavyweight champion, and great getting to talk to Impa a bit today. How are you doing, man? I'm great, doing Thanks for having me on. appreciate it. Yeah, no, I mean, just great getting to talk to you, man. I mean, what a an amazing journey you've been on. Just, I mean, obviously you have a fight coming up here, but just the journey you've been on, just on the way to garnering a million dollars and a PFL championship win. Like, how did all of that feel, just the culmination of last year? Because it was pretty remarkable, to say the very least. I it's cool that I get to share with my team and like it's a big thing and I have a great family. My parents support me very well, like with love and you know, in prayers and I have teammates and trainers and you know, I'm like you talk about my corner, Peter Navarro, Greg Jones, Nick Lance, uh, Delano Taylor, and people around me who just found me and pushed me to be better without, you know, holding back. So it's like, you know, like it's it's really cool when all that comes together because you're like, Man, like the work does pay off and uh I'm not I'm actually doing just <clears throat> I'm doing what I love. I'm really doing what I love, and it's like it's such a blessing. So it's like when you, when they made the final, like the old PFL light heavyweight champion of the world, so like I mean, I said that to myself so many times. And when I got into fighting, it's like I'm gonna be a multi-weight, multi-weight class, multiple time world champion, many, many times world champion. So it's like it's cool when you start like walking in those answer questions. You're like, man, like how many training sessions did it take to get there? So that's what it felt like. You know, it's just just a great, true gratitude. I would say. Yeah, and I mean, just, it seemed like the perspective was always there. Like, I mean, it seemed like you talked about maybe during the UFC tenure, your focus strayed a bit, but it seemed like, it seems like you talk about mixed martial arts as almost like a lifestyle, like faith-minded kind of thing, and just like coming, coming from a point where you were like living in your car to where you're at now, I mean, just incredible stuff. I mean, just and, and even beyond going from like the Challenger Series to being the PFL tournament champion at the end, just like the life turnaround too seems pretty incredible. Like, was that always something that you had faith in? Like, it seems like you're a really like focused, stay the course kind of individual. Yeah, so, um, for me, it's like, you know, I always think, because when I said I like, got to be, I was like challenging champion, challenging champion, everything, and I was challenging champion but forever, you know, and it's, I always take that, that approach, that mindset that like, you're always a challenge to become champion, never, never think, oh, just give it to you. Like, I want it, I claim the victory, so it's already mine, but I have to go claim what's mine. And yeah, for me to stay the course, and like, yeah, like for me, martial arts, mixed martial arts especially, 
it's not a sport. It's a true lifestyle. It's a, it's a commitment. It's a process. It's a it's a it's a journey that you're on that you you have to be committed to. It's not something I'm like, oh, this is just this is just a sport for me. No, this is my entire life. You know the way I train, the way I live my faith, even like the way like I, I'm a Christian. You know, but it's like for me, even like how like, I practice my faith, it's like very like martial way. You know, it's like I, I, I read in the morning, I train, I. You don't take jumps from anybody, and you, you build to be the best version of yourself, and you respect others. And at the same time, too, like you're, I'm lethal, and that's, that's the focus. Like to be lethal, to focus on, I say, how do I got my job, and uh, how deep can I dive into this process? So I can, you know, develop new techniques and new ways to dominate it. And being, being myself, being, being true to myself. You know, this is my sixth fight in a year, seventh fight in about a year and a half. You know, uh, coming up, and it's something I'm committed to. It's not like, oh, like I don't try to go by anybody else's standards. So. That's what it is for me. That's one of those things that I'm just, I'm very, very blessed that I get to do what I'm called to do. And I'm happy I made that decision after college to pursue this. And it seems like you're in a great position in a lot of regards and everything. I mean, fighting the Bellator middleweight champion here. And it would seem like you would have options potentially in like that PFL super bite division if you wanted to go that path. Or maybe if you want to get back in the regular season cycle and win another tournament championship. It just, I mean, not overlooking this fight, obviously, but just seems like you have an abundance of options now under the PFL umbrella and everything. So, yeah, the focus, you know, it's be undeniable to have, to me, it's like I'm young, I'm here to work here to build my life. And um, <clears throat> I don't want to be those people who's like, oh, I kind of did it and skipped around. Yeah, you can chase the money and go straight into the super fight series, but I believe in you building a platform. My dad always tells me, like, you're more empowered when you're invited than when you invite yourself. You know, I'm invited to fight in Saudi Arabia. I'm invited to fight the PFL season. You know, I earned that with my team when it's part of the challenge series. Now, I look at it like, you know what? Like, I want to keep working. I want to keep dominating fights. I get more opportunities to be great. I get more opportunities to do, like, have dominant, dominant um, victories and finishes. Like, how cool is that? When it's all said and done with, opportunity to be the best ever do it past present in the future. And that's the only focus as far as a fighter. Then it's like I, I can say much more faith is also tell people that unconditionally love. So the more people I get to tell that the more victories I get to claim. So that that's that's the thing for me. So it's like, you know, maybe somebody says takes my story and they love it and they use it. Maybe somebody takes my story and they and it's not the best it's not it's not for them. But I just know that I can use my platform for positive and like for the super fight series it, it intrigues me for sure. Like I would love to fight Delta one eighty five right now during the season. And fight at 205 during the, um, you know, during the same year. So it's like in the tournament, you know, it's like I love it. But for me, I know I'm definitely going back into the tournament after, you know, I claim this victory on February 24th. And then I just want to want to keep it getting better because I think there's so much, there's so much to accomplish. And like when you're on a war path, imagine uh, 10 fights in two years, 10 and 0, two years, you know, three titles, two weight classes, you know, and it's just like, man, like, there's so much to accomplish and so much to accomplish, so much to accomplish. For me, it's like, I want to, I want to keep, keep growing as a man, keep growing as a fighter. So I just stay in this course and moving, you know, pressing forward, marching forward. And you were talking about wanting to use your platform and influence for good. I mean, what are some of those things you're doing or maybe even more endeavoring to do in the future also? You know, for me and my mom always told me, she's like, I'm not going to be, she's not, not that she wouldn't be proud, she is proud of me, but she said she wouldn't be as proud until, like, you know, I do something that's humanitarian based. And I'd like to go back to Africa to Congo and, uh, you know, help the youth and help people like, with, like, health care, help people with, 
get them better places to live, whether it's clothing, whether it's, you know, like just any bit of thing, medical supplies, like things, there's some people in this world that they don't have much. It's not just condo, like all over Africa, especially just being, you know, an African child for sure. But for me, it's also, I want to do, um, you know, I do work here stateside, like with kids in hospitals. And my mom, she's a nurse and she works in the oncology unit. So they're going to be kind of cool to you know, bring it to you know, my business manager. And Fred, I would like to talk to him about, you know, possibly doing like a like toy drives or back to school drives. And just come by hospitals and, like, you know, whether it's monthly or, you know, every other month. I don't know how to have the structure properly, but ways that you might just show kids that they love. I mean, I have a heart, you know, for kids and people. And I just want to see them grow. And, uh, you know, when the time comes, they want to earning more and able to create more and partner with the right people. I'd love to go, like, do, like, humanitarian work all the world, whether it's impoverished companies or countries or, you know, your, um, what do you call it, uh, places where, you know, even if people are doing well, but people still need somebody to talk to, like, really reaching out to children and, and people who just have, you know, a much, a much better outlook on life. Because I feel like for me, my parents didn't assume nothing's impossible. So now as I grow, like, I believe that, like, man, I can, Really helps support kids who go out to their own adventures and you know, commit to their own adventure in their life and like whatever they are fighting to become an engineer, so just you know to be out of an impoverished country like you know that's that's my goal and I want to see people like give it back one day so that's my that's my main thing. It's just great to see because you're obviously someone actively living out your dreams and I mean much more you're going to do and continue to work but just to say you also want to see other people have a fair chance and a better chance tapping into their full potential I just love that man that's great stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, love to see all of that for sure. It's just great to, you know, put that energy forward. But in kind of talking about your upcoming opponent here, I'm curious as to what your thoughts might be on Johnny Eblen's skills that he's shown in the cage, but also his overall resume and everything. Yeah, Johnny Eblen, man, he's a solid fighter. He does really good work pressure. He comes to fighting attacks, right? He's immediately always attacking. He's cool even when he counters it. He's like, he puts himself to be dangerous everywhere. Right, and I really respect that, right? It's very, very good. I mean, he's just put the work in, he's wrestled at a high level, he's he's you know, he comes from a solid gym, right? And you can tell he listens, he put he puts he puts the work in. So I really respect that. You know, for me it's like you know, someone to dominate it, like I said, it doesn't take any stuff it doesn't take anything away from Johnny, but it always these are the fighters that and the fights that you have to elevate yourself as a fighter and to like once you know comes with you to like, wow, so that's like the next prize, the next, uh, the next, uh, prize position. You know, for me, it's original. I was like, saying, my, fo- my focus one is the homegrown cultivator, everything that I eat, but this is like that big prize fund. This is the one that, like, you take them out, boom. Okay, cool. You're blessed. You just keep getting better, keep getting better. Check out the next one. You keep getting better, keep getting better. And, like, I believe that it's one of those fights that you don't always get to fight many, like, fights and soldiers and warriors throughout your time. You might fight people who are, like, all right, lower in the ranks. But when you get a guy who's kind of like a general, a guy who leads the gym and is respected among, amongst his ranks, it's an indication of, you know, who I'm called to be. And, uh, like, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly, I'm eager, you know, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in and focused. So, I'm telling you, this my shot. Yeah, and it seems like one of those classic, like, permutations of, like, the Kill Cliff FC versus American top team dynamics that often happen. I mean, by virtue of them being such high-level gyms, obviously, but, yeah. Yeah. Man, I 
Yeah, no, for sure. And then on a more macro level, that whole vying for control sort of thing, us against them, like, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the PFL versus Bellator dynamics. Like, is it exciting? For I mean, obviously, you're very focused on your particular fight, but in like a peripheral kind of way, like, is it cool to be part of a card that's so deep and is like into that cross promotional sort of space and is clearly getting people talking? Oh man, yeah, there's so many cool parts about it. I mean, if you think about like, oh, you're fighting Saudi Arabia for the first time, you're fighting the first fights, you're going to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and then now it's like PFL Belgium. I've always wanted to be a multi, uh, multi, uh, what's it called, organizational champ. It's just cool, right? And it's like, how cool is that? Because sometimes, like, when you're so in it, you don't take time to look outward and look within, so you don't realize you're actually doing some cool stuff because it becomes your work and becomes this. Like, and I love my work. At the same time, you can still get drawn into, you can still get pulled into the process where you don't realize that you're so blessed that you're going to be a part of moments and, and and historical events like this. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, two organizations come together, there's still separate organizations, you find a champion from another, 21 champions on one card, like that. I mean, and to be amongst that rank and to be the one leading after, lead me to the rules, I return leading the pack. And I'm, gonna leave, and I'm here to lead from this one. And, and, and it's like, when you want to get that opportunity, when you get that moment, I think it's. I think it's so so cool. So I mean, yeah, like you, it's it's uh, and I and uh, how I say, I'm grateful because we're from Challenger to Champions. So I went from like whatever they consider maybe not the lowest of the low, but somebody that they might not really respect or somebody they might not really see as like being a champion one day. But what a cool story that's being written and that God written for me and that He's writing on like all the people in my life, like coaches, trainers, teammates, friends, family, old friends, new friends who I haven't met yet. There are all these different opportunities that I'm so grateful and so blessed that, like, I'm in this position. Like, man, I'm, I, I mean, it, it's, it's super cool. It's super, super cool. Yeah, no, I love where you're coming from in that sense. And earlier you were kind of talking about your focus in MMA to a certain extent being focused on, I guess, just generating those big moments, like electric outcomes, things of that persuasion. I guess to that point, are you visualizing a certain particular outcome in this Evelyn fight, a certain, I guess, unfurling of the story, quote unquote, you'd like to achieve? Like, is there an idea of how this one ends that's somewhat crystallized in your mind in that context, I guess? Hmm, that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's, for me, it's been the most dominant, most dominant victory to be. And it's going to be the most dominant fight, most dominant battle with the two we expect, you know, Johnny to be this foul fighter. He is. He is. doesn't take anything from him. I don't want to say that in a negative way. But it's, I think it's, it's when, I, when I go out there and I show the line and I know who I am and I know who I am, it'll be the most out of the line. You know, when I get the finish, when the victory fits my hand, Joe's, and it'll be that moment. It's like, kind of like, you know, when the, the tide shifts and everything shifts to a while, like, who is this guy? And I'm going to say, hey, this is, I've always known this about myself. My teammates and I have known this about ourselves. 
and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna boast, I'm not gonna shout and yell, and I'm not even do the dance, but I'm gonna, you know, thank God and move forward, and I'm gonna be like, wow, like, what more can he do, right? And so with that moment, that makes it undeniable. It's like kind of like the catalyst, like with the victim that I'm okay, he did this, he's actually listening, he's actually throwing people out of us now. It's gonna be like that, that flinch that was struck, and then now it's like, okay, the fire's caught, and you gotta fight in Ghana soon enough, you gotta fight. Them cops shooting up, but you know, all these people, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like a catalyst. And it's that moment that's just like, wow, it's that moment that created so much of it. And then more opportunities come from it. It's like catching fire and moving forward. So, and a bit ago, you were kind of talking about this, and I didn't get the sense that you took it in a negative way, or maybe like there's a, a chip on your shoulder about it, but you were talking about how maybe there's some people who kind of, not, I mean, not the specific wording you use, but almost kind of, like, looked at you at one point as maybe more of, like, an underdog kind of character. But it seems like the way you're talking about things right now, it seems like maybe this time next year, maybe if you go on the run, you're looking to go on this year. Maybe you're looking to switch that dialogue a bit from, like, the underdog story to more of, like, a, oh, Impa Kasanga is, like, one of the pound-for-pound pound best fighters in the world. Is that a fair way to characterize where you're at? I'm a sense here. So, you know, I mean, I'm honestly, I think that's my whole life for everything I do. I've always taken myself with like an underdog approach because I don't want to. I don't look, I mean, I've always seen myself as the dog. I've always seen myself as the best one in there. I've always seen myself as like I'm the best fighter in the world, past, present, and future. I've always seen myself that way, and I, I pray that and I work and I work towards that. And it's like now it's like okay, but they, 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 oh, people say so you, you see the things. Um, you, you see these different. You see these different shots. You see these different. Um, What's the word? She's different. Uh, yeah, you can see different comments, right? But I, I don't, I don't consider those. I don't, I don't, you know, something like haters. This, no, like I think it's great when you have people who aren't for you, because you know the ones that are, and you know the ones that are. Like it's, like, I, I, there are people in my life who wholeheartedly believe in me, and there are people who wholeheartedly believe in me and still respect Johnny and say, like, look, he's a very good fighter. Be my friends. I don't think that they're doubted. I think that Johnny just had an opportunity to show. What he's done in so I don't see myself as an underdog or a chip on my shoulder. I don't see validation from that. I see validation from the people I love, and I know they're all for me. And I see validation from, you know, my, my, you know, my, my saying, Jesus, that's it. Like, and that, that's how I focus. So it's not like I'm like a, oh, man, like, you know, this that's more like, all right, this is cool, because now, like, what I've been praying, what I've been speaking, like, so happy to be the best ever do, possible in the future, say, hey, like, I want the first to God fight. Like, these are the moments where it's going to be like, okay, like, it makes sense what you're saying that at first they didn't know and hey maybe i just didn't get those opportunities where you could have seen the fighter that i am but i'm so grateful for this one because you know when i come this victory the next one the next one the next one this one and then this this these, these five victories it's just been wow okay like that's cool and it's, it's just different yeah people make comments like oh you expect the challenge to become a champion like something like that but it doesn't anger me it doesn't like but this like it, 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 it just helps me, you know, dial in and like I use it as a sense of inspiration more than motivation. Like inspiration is like, wow, like, you can be so much better. There's a poem I really like by Rudyard Kipling, I love poetry. And it says, If you can, you know, like let all people doubt you, but you know, but leave room for their doubting too. And I think that's beautiful because for me it's like you can doubt me, you can say whatever. But it's like I leave room for that because then I then I then I see like maybe they see something in me where I can actually improve. They're not seeing something in me where he's going to be garbage. It's just like what can they do from here? Because people are also going to filter you through their own lens and what they think they can do. So that that's it. It's not, it's not like a chip on my shoulder. It's just inspiration and it's okay. Well, if you jump this like watch it, just like watch me work. Watch me work. And if you, and if you weren't for me then, you're for me now. I've had people come up and say, man, I did not think this would happen. 
and the way you did it, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you. That's it. I don't need to point it back in your face. I think I was talking to the guy on, um, what was it, and the junkie and some other, another podcast. And he's like, hey, man, I thought you were crazy. And then I saw this, I would apologize. I'm like, man, it's all good. So I don't even feed into it. I don't read into it. I don't even, I don't even, I don't lose any sleep over it. I just kind of look at it. That's pretty cool. And, um, and the cooler part to me is like, if you do read a comment, if you see something, I said, well, this person did to get thrax, the person get this, and all of a sudden, like, wow, you claim victory. You keep moving forward. And, and it's a more affirmation for me. It's like, thank God I believe in, believe and believe in who I am. And that, that's so special to me. Yeah, I love that perspective, man. Very grounded and long-term minded in a lot of ways, too, as much as it's also you being very present in the situation, too. So, yeah, I love hearing that, man. And you were talking kind of loosely, at least, about Francis Ngannou a bit earlier as a potential, you know, PFL opponent at one point. I mean, he's got a big fight in his own right coming up in Saudi Arabia. I guess I'm curious as to what your thoughts might be on that Ngannou-Anthony Joshua fight and everything. Oh, man, I, I like Ndamu a lot. And Anthony Dawkins really two fighters I've always watched. Uh, I, what I like about Ndamu, man, like people doubted him. People said simple. But if you, if you just like look at his story, and, like look at all the ground and the scaffolding that he's had to build to get to the position that he's in. I mean, like people talking about my story. If you look at his man, like maybe his my man can compare in comparison to what he's been through, right? Or how to come overseas from another country. You know, like, I, I can I can see that from another perspective because my parents are from. Congo and Chesapeake had a good day lives up too. But like, when I see him going into a fight like this, it's much deeper than that fight. I believe he gets to Anthony Joshua. I think it'd be beautiful. And Joshua can hit, Joshua can move. But the way Francis, you know, he's just showing his life and who he believes in who he is. I believe he really has an opportunity to claim his victory. I don't know what his life is like on the outside or if he's how committed he really is out of everything, but it seems so, right? And uh, Joshua, man, obviously he's done great work. Been a champion, been up and down. He's, he's a professional. He carries himself well. You know, at least in front of the media, and like it's cool to see like his growth. You see his story, got in trouble, grew up, and made a better life and stuff. And I, and, I, and I respect that. So, like, I think guys like that are people that are, that are, um, make sure they make for a great, great opportunity, great fight. And it'd be great to see Francis get it, because Francis gets it, then it's like, wow, look, look, look what he's doing in the man. He's just been changing it all. So, yeah, for sure. Such an exciting landscape for combat sports overall so just thought to get your thoughts on that matter but something i was i guess curious to get your thoughts on because you talked to alex behunin circa 2021 before that sasha polatnikov fight that you had there and kind of within that getting asked about like some of your different fights that you like to watch in terms of like just a general fight to watch but also a favorite fight of your own and your answer there was against roger Pratcher. I'm kind of curious, has that since changed? Like, do you have a new favorite among your fights at this point? Yeah, my favorite fight so far that I've had. Man, um. That's a good question. I don't have my favorite. <laughs> Let's see, my favorite <laughs> fight so far that I've had. Definitely some good PFLC, but there's probably. The fight with Martin Hamlet. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when, I, when I fought him in the semifinal, because it was that time where I was like, man, do this, and you get to go get the real title. It wasn't even the million dollars. I could go just take this guy out there. And the way we did it, first round knockout, you know, sharp shot him and like put him, put him out. 
Yeah, certainly a great shout-out there for sure. I mean, you've had quite a few performances, so it's probably difficult to pick which one's your favorite. And, I mean, this Johnny Eblen fight coming up is a hugely exciting next performance. And, yeah, wanting to be mindful of your time, though, that being said, I'm sure I could ask you a ton more questions, Impa, but I want to let you get on with what else you have to do today. But I'm curious if maybe there's a final parting thought you wanted to add as we're kind of wrapping up, man. About fighter, this is gonna... Oh, pardon, I didn't quite catch that. About a fighter, just in general. Yeah, just in general. I mean, sometimes fighters will like, shout out sponsors or par just a general parting thought, yeah. Um, for me, I look at it like anybody listening, anybody you know, who tunes into this podcast or who interviews, like, the life you choose to live, you know, and the... And the, and the, and the commitment you make, right, to your own adventure, like, don't, don't listen to too many people. There's nobody going to see that vision that God put in your heart the same way. And, you know, when you commit to doing what you love, for whom you love and who you love, like, yeah, maybe you had something that inspired you to get in the fighting because you're angry or pretty old, but now, now, um, now you're, now you're where you want to be. And things have changed. Don't always try to fight your past and pass behind you for a reason. And then move forward in the direction of your dreams and move forward in something that, you know, really makes you, that, that wakes you up in the morning. You know, I heard this quote, I think it's, I think it's, I'm not too sure. He says, if you're not excited to wake up in the morning and, and you're not exhausted by the end of the day, you need to reevaluate your dreams. And I always look at it like something like, please find that thing that wakes you up in the morning, please find that thing that gets you excited, and then that you'll do so long, so hard all day, and then at the end of the day, you're exhausted and tired. And, and do it actually and do it discipline and obedience. And most important is going to be unconditionally loved and God loves you. Um, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for the time, man. Great getting to talk ahead of this Johnny Eblen fight and such an exciting card with PFL versus Bellator and definitely going to check that out on February 24th and everything. But until then, man, you have a good rest of your day and thank you for the time. Thank you so much for listening.